When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. Welcome in to the Fish Fry Friday edition of the show. Yes, we're going to throw some of the worst stories of the week into the fryer. We're going to have a lot of fun. It is myself, Andrew Coppins. It's himself. Well, I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't assume your gender. But it is himself, Patrick Oni, Pat Oni, host of the the POS, which still hasn't returned to the airwaves, by the way. Dude, seriously? Hey, I don't want to assume things. Dude, look at me. I am a man. It mm. is not hard. There's a whole lot to unpack there, and I'm not touching any of it with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> now, that having been said, you can follow us on our social media platform of your choice. I'm at the Coppin Show. He is at the Pat Oni Show, and Lord knows when that show is going to return. Um, oh, it will return. It's a matter of when. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, I'll, uh, uh, I'll hold you to that, Pat. Mm-hmm. And of course, do not forget, you can watch the show on Rumble, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, or alternatively, just get everything that you need by becoming a critical thinker. Join us at criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe. Again, that's criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe. $5 a month, $45 for your annual subscription. That is four months off of your subscription price. Um, I will say this, though, Pat. Um, it's really easy. If you're on the Rumble page, you literally click the Join button. The Join button. Sign up. Become a member of the Critical Thinking community. Um, and if you are a subscriber, if you are a real critical thinker out there, um, you will have the ability to post on your own in the community. You'll have the ability to comment away on everything. Um, so you can do all that stuff over there. And of course, um, you can always 
you know, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. And by the way, if we're not on that platform, please let us know. And we'll be happy to add that platform to the mix. Um, you know, we we're definitely on the major ones, Apple, Spotify, Google, um, Stitcher, um, you name it, we're on it probably. Um, so we'll go from there. Um, that having been said, Pat, we have a lot to get to on today's show. So we're going to dive in, um, Florida, both the house and the Senate have passed the stripping of, uh, quote unquote tax exempt status, which is what everybody on the right is talking about and what everybody on the right gets wrong, which we talked about on the show yesterday, right? Was it yesterday or was it Wednesday? Yesterday or Wednesday. I forget this week. has just been, I can't remember. It all blends together now. Yeah. But we have talked about this um, and we're going to continue to talk about it because we've gotten two differing opinions from the right uh, when it comes to what Ron DeSantis and the the House and uh, legislature have put together there, which is basically ending the Reedy, uh, the Reedy Creek Improvement District or whatever the heck it was called, um, which is their quote unquote tax exempt status, except for it's not just that. But we'll get into that in a little bit here. Um but I want to play the two different opinions, and it's going to start with former Donald Trump um, attorney Jenna Ellis, who um, was responding to a lot of people talking about the situation when it comes to the comparison between Chick-fil-A and uh, what happened here, right? How dare the right do you, – you were you pissed about Chick-fil-A, right, and what governments were attempting to do to Chick-fil-A, right? So why are you doing it in reverse, right? Jenna Ellis had this to say. Disney isn't doing anything illegal or immoral in terms of action by their statement. Now, is the statement advancing an immoral viewpoint? Yes. But in terms of under the law, Disney isn't doing anything other than exercising constitutionally protected speech. That is the entire point of this conversation. And so people on Twitter have been so outraged saying, no, go salt the earth, go retaliate against Disney, go tear them down. Democrats do this to conservatives all the time. And so Ron DeSantis should finally go after Disney. I'm glad to see a Republican finally exercising the same types of fights that Democrats do. Well, let's think about that for a moment. Just because the Democrats wield unconstitutional power and try to get away with it does not in any way justify Republicans doing the same. There was someone on Twitter who said, well, look at how the Democrats tried to treat corporations like the cake baker. And I responded, well, yeah. And the cake baker, if you recall, um, my good friend Jack Phillips from Masterpiece Cake Shop in my home state of Colorado, he won at the U.S. Supreme Court. Why? Because the government cannot discriminate against religious viewpoints and treat operations and businesses with discrimination just because of their preferences and their viewpoint and their sincerely held religious beliefs. Now, you may say, well, Disney's it not exercising a religious belief. I actually think they are because everything that we comment on in terms of morality is, of course, inherently religious. But the First Amendment not only protects free exercise of religion, but freedom of speech. And so speech by corporations on policies, whether they're for or against anything that any of us agree with, 
absolutely have the right to participate in a conversation, lobby their government, make statements, and do all of the things that everyone is allowed to do, whether or not we personally agree or disagree with that corporate statement. Do we really want the government to have a precedent that it can retaliate against a corporation because it doesn't like a statement that that corporation makes against legislation that the government is advocating for, that would have disastrous consequences. That would have a chilling effect on speech. And we know that the state of Florida is retaliating against Disney directly for the statement against the parental rights and education bill because the state of Florida has admitted it. All right, so that's Jenna Ellis, and, and I want to save comment because I want I want us to get both sides of the argument that's coming from the right. So Fair basically, enough. to boil down Jenna Ellis's claims here, she's looking at this from a constitutional standpoint, right? Right. Okay. So or at least I'm a leave, legal standpoint. Right, from a legal constitutional standpoint. Okay. Mm. So you know, it boils down to: Do you really want to retaliate against political speech because political speech is protected? Okay, so we'll leave that alone. But the other side, I think, is represented by our good friend and uh, former guest and hopefully future guest, uh, Steve Dace, who had this to say. Um, she's dead wrong. Now, first of all, uh, the, the situations, and again, because I'm sure at least one of you is going to, you know, mention to her in some way, shape or form what I'm about to say. So let me reiterate again. I have a lot of respect for her intellect. I just think she's dead wrong here. I don't think the situations are, are analogous on any level whatsoever, and here's why. In the case of Chick-fil-A, what was done to them was an attempt to use government to drive them out of business because of their political beliefs. In this case is the DeSantis administration and the Florida legislature attempting to drive Disney out of business. Are they doing that? No. No. What are they doing? They're taking away a golden parachute. They're taking away favorable treatment that Disney is no longer deserving and was given to them as a company whose business model and values, because they were one and the same, because they were one and the same, because they were one and the same. Meaning that the values that were their business model that they were communicating to the next generation through accomplished and successful and entertaining popular culture, the state had a vested interest in supporting that because it made for a better citizenry. It made for better people. Disney has now let it be known it's not necessarily down with that clown any longer, right? right. They've made that pretty clear. So then therefore, why are they deserving of this sort of extra favored status? They're not. They're not deserving of it. Disney made this decision of its own volition. It could have just kept its mouth shut and probably continued to subversively do content like the Proud Family, and none of this would have ever happened, right? right. But they didn't choose that. They not only subversively abandoned their original vision of their founder, they are now offensively doing so. They're announcing they're going to do it. In fact, they're weaponizing that fact. They're lobbying for the advancement of these rot gut values. They went to the governor himself to lobby for these things. It's not the same thing at all. Secondly, 
The reasons that government was seeking to punish each of these corporations aren't even close to morally equivalent. In the case of Chick-fil-A, they were being punished because their original founder reiterated that boys are boys, girls are girls, and the birds and the bees, and they were meant to marry each other and have children. Like one of the top three oldest truths in the history of our freaking species. What government is punishing Disney here for is grooming. The promotion of the delinquency of minors. Is that not a crime in all 50 states? Damn well should be. The peddling of softcore child porn. Or at least the gateway drug to it. The situations are not analogous. Frankly, the, the, the comparison she is making is like if one state executed a serial killer and another state executed a serial thief. And then we were like, you know, it's really not fair that the serial thief got the same treatment. We wouldn't want that. It's, they're not the same. They're not even on the same plane of existence what's happening here. And all that the all that the legislature and the governor of Florida have done is take away the tax shelter, the regulatory shelter provided by government. All right. So here we have the crux of the issue here because we have two different versions of what's going on on the right. And I would also say in libertarian circles. Right. Um, because as a libertarian government, on the one hand, this is this is great that the the Reedy Creek um, Improvement District or whatever they called it. Right. The Reedy Creek District. And we went over this. Right. But we didn't go over the history of this. And I want and I want to start the conversation here, Pat, because I want people to understand what was going on at the time. In 1967, what was Walt Disney doing with Disney World? He was creating Epcot. And what does Epcot stand for? Most people don't know that this isn't a this is a um an acronym. It stands for Experimental People Centers of Tomorrow. All right? Now, if you were to go to Epcot today, all you see is like the different cultures of the world, right? Represented all over the place, right? In 1967, Walt Disney, and I am being uh, not hyperbolic, okay? This is not hyperbole. He hated what he saw of urban America. He believed urban America to be, to quote Steve Dace, the rut got of American society. So he created Epcot as a place in which they could create a private city. That was the experimental people center of tomorrow. Okay, he was attempting to do what? Create a private, nay, not public, a private city. And they granted him that privilege in 1967 for that purpose. 
Now, you can make the argument, Pat, that that's not what Epcot is anymore, and you are right. So the time to take that away was the time that they decided to turn it just into another theme park of internationalism. Now, is it important to understand cultures from around the world? Absolutely it is. It is vital to understand that. Because it makes you a better person. It makes you a better traveler. It makes you more informed. But the original purpose of this was not to give them tax-exempt status. Florida said, hey, you wanna you want you, you want your own city? We're gonna give you your own city. But we're not going to pay for the roads. We're not going to pay for this. We're not going to pay for that. We're not going to give you taxes. You know what I mean? We're not giving you our tax money. And what did we talk about the other day? They're paying Orange County $15.8 million every year to contract with them to to give them the security and the police and the, the, the emergency services that a city needs. Why are they doing that? Because it's cheaper than putting together their own force, right? It would be probably hundreds of millions of dollars to put together your own EMS, your own fire, your own um, your own police, right? On your own. So the, the county of Orange has said, you know what? Um, it is advantageous for us, right? It's advantageous for us to do what? Contract with you because it makes us money. And for Disney, it's advantageous because it's less money that they are spending. So here we have two different arguments. And I just wanted to reset that so that we understand what we're actually talking about happening here. Because what we've seen from Steve Dace and what we saw from Jenna Ellis is somehow this argument over tax exemption. That is not what is going on at all in reality. It is part of what took place, but why is there that tax exemption? Because the state in 1967 said, you want to be your private own own little world, right? You want to be your private uh, city. Then you are not entitled to any services, anything, and you are not going to get, we are going to exempt you from everything, everything, right? All of the state laws, all of the county, all of the local things, you are your own thing, like Vatican City, for instance, right? So now we're talking about tax-exempt status. And I want to get your thought on this. It is literally a fight on the right because we also had Clay Travis go on, uh, host of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show, go on uh, talking with Brian Kilmeade on Fox News saying what Ron DeSantis is saying is, okay, if you're going to falsely label bills that we pass in Florida as the don't say gay bill, we're going to throw a punch back at you and you're going to have to take it. Clay noting, kind of like um, uh, Steve Dace did, that this is how you get some form of equilibrium back. 
Everybody out there has gotten the idea that we've got to respond to the woke universe or else there will be consequences. Now there are consequences from the other side. As a result, Disney is going to say, hey, maybe we don't need to be a political organization. Maybe we can just focus on entertaining people. So that's kind of the argument that Steve made, right? Is that we we have to respond. And, and he goes on on yesterday's show, and I encourage you to listen or watch the entire show uh, because he goes on to talk about how government has always been, especially here in the United States, for a moral and religious people. And, and Pat, you are very famous for quoting John Adams, right? What is that John Adams quote? Our constitution was made for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. Wholly inadequate to the government of any other. The state of Florida has a constitution, right? Yes. Okay. So there we go. So as we reset this, I want you to think about what the purpose of the Reedy Creek District was. And then I want you to think about the arguments that were made there and your thoughts here, Pat, as you saw Jenna Ellis make the the constitutional argument. And then you saw Steve Dace make but morality. So I, I, I respect them both. I think they are both incredibly intelligent people. There are things that I agree with from from both aspects, and there are things that I disagree with from both aspects. Okay. Um, on on one hand, I think Jenna Ellis is right that you know what what Disney is doing technically could be considered freedom of speech, or in 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 her case, she also made the comment of religion. Um. And you could make the argument that what Disney is doing is a religion. It is the religion of, of wokeism. But you could make that argument. Um, with Steve, I get I get the the moral argument on this. And, and I and before I continue to comment on this, that this is more than just about the Parental Rights and Education Act. This is about Disney grooming kids too, correct? Yeah, at least and, and, and this is why I think the people who are on Jenna Ellis's side, and I've seen a lot of libertarians in this camp. And I get the here's where I will grant the libertarian argument here. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and why I get it and why I think it is the right argument. It has nothing to do with hurting Disney morally or whatever, right? right? Right. At the end of the day, who is actually hurt? Who is the injured party in this decision? The taxpayer. The taxpayers of Orange and Osceola counties. Mm-hmm. Why? Because now that you've stripped them of this Reedy Creek district, right? Whom takes over responsibility for EMS fire and all those other things. It's not some privatized contracted because what, what is going on at Disney, right? The EMS, the fire and all those other services, they are contracting with people who are paid, paid people working for orange and Osceola County, right? Those two counties. 
Okay, they are they are employees not of Disney. They are employees of the county. Okay, right. Disney privately pays the county a contract to say, "Hey, these are going to be Disney police, right?" And they're usually people who are off duty or people that that um, you know they're they're contracting to employ. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. All right. All of that notwithstanding. All of that actually not, I shouldn't say notwithstanding, all of that known. When you take out that contract, like we talked about the other day, when you take that away, that is not just money, right? That is not just money that is gone from the coffers of the county. Now the taxpayer of the county is is physically and and monetarily responsible for what the EMS, the fire, all of the things that Disney was paying them for. You have and, literally and transferred like, the responsibility fiscally from Disney to the taxpayer. And that's my problem with this whole thing. And that's why I think both Jenna Ellis and Steve are wrong, but they're wrong for different reasons. Right. Right. They're they're missing the point. Mm. Right, right. In do so, I agree with Steve, Pat? Do I agree with Steve that these are not analogous situations? Yes, they, they are not. Okay. They are they are not the same thing. I agree. And that, that's where Jenna Ellis is wrong, by the way. Right. Because because mm. here here's the rub for me. Okay. So to your point and to the point of these are not analogous, right? Steve makes the great point. What was it? Government attempting to literally, literally starve you out of business. Right. Because they didn't like your religious point of view. Here's why I disagree with Jenna Ellis. Okay? Because this is not religious. It is a moral question. It is. But it's not religious. Pat, can you have morality without religion? Yes. Okay. Um, how? I mean, you don't necessarily have to be practicing a particular religion to, to have some sort of moral code. People do that all the time. Um, where does that moral code come from? You could make, I mean, you could make the argument that it comes from somewhere within that, or that it comes somewhere from um, something spiritual, but it doesn't necessarily have to be something religious per se. No matter where your moral code lives, it actually comes from a religious background, whether that's Hindu, Buddhist, whether that is monotheistic religions, polytheistic religions, right? Take a look at the the Bushudo codes, right? Mm -hmm. The the moral code of of the warriors of China and Japan, right? Take a look at all this. It comes from what? A religious background. I I can make an argument that, that morality does come from religion. The absence of religion means the absence of morality. And in that's a different argument for a different time, I guess. But sure. at the end of the day, what I'm what I'm getting at with Jenna Ellis's argument here is that government in the Chick-fil-A situation was using its power to to take a religious stance, right? 
Oh, because right. somebody was practicing their faith and their religion actively in their public life, right? We're now going to subvert that. This is not that. This is literally saying, no, you don't get to do something that is not just immoral. Correct me if I'm wrong, but grooming is illegal. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you don't get to do something illegal and and continue to get government breaks for it. Right, which is where I would agree with this. But but here's here's my problem with this because like Steve, like Jenna, and, and even us, because we, we've made these arguments, right? Like we have to stand up to wokeism. We have to push back against wokeism. We, we must retaliate or we're going to suffer the consequences and we're going to lose our kids to this, this woke ideology, right? We, we've made these arguments. But is this the way you do it? Do you do you cut off your nose to spite your face? Because that that is what this is, right? They're they're taking all of this away from Disney, but then they're hurting these counties and these people that live in these counties and the taxpayers of these counties at the same time. Do you do that to accomplish I, I, what? I, 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 because here's the here's the other side of this coin: is, is Disney going to buckle somehow and change its? It's groomer tune. No, this no, is they don't care because what they see is that Disney and its multi billions of dollars that they earn every year at Disney World will b still be able to bend you and Florida's government over the barrel, right? Now, I will say this. As we combat this, the answer is a three-pronged attack. You and I and everybody else who is it, it believes that what we're seeing from Disney is just flat-out immoral and wrong, right? That it's the subversive and, it's subversive and offensive, as Steve pointed out. They are literally spitting in your face. They are. So what do you as a person do? Okay, They're spitting in the face of government. No, I don't think so. They do have a right to Jenna Ellis's point. They do have a right to lobby. They do have a right to to speak with their with their values, right, and their voice, right, which they are. But the flip side of that, the other side, because for every action, there's a an opposite in there's an opposite reaction, right? If 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 you're spitting in the face of of morality, and, and you're lobbying government for a position that is immoral. The, the opposite reaction should be, I don't support your business anymore. So I do get why the reaction of government was what it was in Florida, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I understand that too. But the what Ron DeSantis and his crew are missing is that you as government can then advocate for what? Don't come to Florida and visit Disney World. Come to Florida and visit our other great cities. Come to Florida and visit other resorts, right? Come to Florida and visit Bush Gardens or or whatever. Okay? You could do that, right? Yeah, you could. And more importantly, you could advocate for personal decision making that would be anti-Disney. We in Florida would suggest you don't um 
subscribe to Disney Plus. Right? Oh, you want to you want to lobby me? Let me lobby the public. Right? Now, does that get into some murky territory of of government and business, you know, intertwinement? Sure. Sure. Uh, but this is how tricky this situation is because you have you have government, morality, and business all intertwined here. I, I think the bottom line for me, it, it, it's it's very simple, is while I get what Ron DeSantis and crew are trying to do, and while I get we have to stand up to Disney, we have to stand up to, to wokeism, we have to stand up to grooming of our kids, um, we, we must stand against these things. Was this the right way to do it? No. Right. I, I, there, it, there has to be a better way to, to have done Like this. I said, three-pronged attack. Mm-hmm. Government makes sure that it doesn't um, continue to support in giving more, right? Number two, your continued support or lack of support, you have to look at who is actually injured in this, right? Because their goal, again, is to injure Disney. Is Disney injured by this? No. No. In fact, they're making money off of this. Comparison, not by comparison to the taxpayer, no. They're making money off of this. They mm-hmm. are saving multi-millions of dollars every year by no longer being responsible for fire, all the support services, all the roads, all the things inside the park, right? Or outside of the park in its district, right? No longer. But that's prong one. Prong two is personal. You as a person can stop supporting Disney's things. You can stop buying all the Disney toys, the movies, the Disney Plus, all of those things. You can stop doing that. And number three, we have to create a culture that stands in opposition to that and a culture that people want to consume. That's the important part. For decades now, we have seen religious and Christian conservative entertainment out there, and it's hot garbage by and large. It is god awful. It is not fun, funny, most of the time. And that's why I really love what the Daily Wire has been doing. They are looking to just simply entertain without a political message in front of you all the time. Does it speak to a larger value set? Perhaps it does. But Walt Disney figured that model out 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 years ago, right? Entertain, but do it with a value system in place at the same time. That doesn't just smack you over the head. But they, they've since abandoned that system. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely mm. they have. I'm just saying, if you look at all of the, the things, right? It was, why, why were parents in the 80s and 90s totally cool with putting on um, Disney and, and, and um, letting the kids be entertained while they might be entertaining at a house party? right? Because they could trust that Disney was going to give them entertainment and a value set, but they didn't, it wasn't overt, right? It wasn't, I'm going to smack you in the face with values, you you know, one way or the other. And that's what we have to do. We have to have government being involved in some way or shape or form in at least shaping a discussion. You personally have to be active. 
And thirdly, we have to realize that we must create entertainment and culture. We have to do that. You can't just complain anymore. Complaining doesn't work when there is no alternative available. The other part of this is the alternatives must realize that government, we must be advocates of government getting the hell out of the way. Because right now, governments are in the way by and large. Governments have created, whether that's municipal, whether that's county, whether that's state or federal situations, have created an infrastructure that is anti-competitive. And we've talked about this time and time again, Pat. We've talked about, you know, the example of, okay, a parlor, right? Okay, go create your own infrastructure. You cannot possibly do it today. You can't. You can't go and create your own private nuts to bolts, right? You can't do it. It is an impossibility. Now, there are people out there attempting to do that. I would say Starlink with Elon Musk is a great example of this, right? If we were to go up and create a private satellite version of the internet, right, that is not tied to government being able to give you the, the land rights, right, to, to hook the fiber optic cables up, right, to a house or to a, a block or whatever, or, hey, by the way, we're going to allow you to compete with AT&T and RCN and Xfinity or Cox or Verizon, right? They're bypassing that by doing what? I don't have to lay that cable. All I have to do is have you pay for the delivery service, right? The, the way that you are going to get it into your own specific home. Not to your block, not to anywhere else. You specifically, Right? Outside of that creation, the reality today for a company is you can't possibly go from owning every single part because that's the reality of what we're talking about here. Right now today, if you wanted to create that ultimate alternative to culture, ultimate alternative to woke tech companies, all of those things, right? You have to have ownership of every single aspect of that delivery to the consumer. It's an impossibility. It is an absolute impossibility to do that today. So we have to start at culture. We have to start at entertainment. We have to start at education, right? We have to start at places in which people will find out um, that you can entertain without wokeism, that not the whole world is woke, right? Because if you were to watch ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox even, right? The entertainment side of things. If you were to watch all of that, what would we see? What would you see? A world that actually doesn't exist in the real world. You would think that that half of the world is gay, that half of that half is trans, that um, everybody believes in wokeism, that uh, Christianity doesn't exist, that religion doesn't exist, and that those people who are are just crazy kooks. It, it, it is amazing to me how difficult this situation is to, there's no, there's no concrete black and white answer to this situation. None. In my view. And so I can take 
and see both sides of this equation. As you critically think through this problem, I come up with two questions. Who is injured and who is helped? And the answer is the injured party is also the taxpayer and the helped party is actually Disney. Is actually Disney. Again, they, they, they cut off their nose to spite their face. And I think, I think for, as you were saying with that three-pronged approach, it, it really comes down to there may not be a black and white answer on how to handle this, but there might be a good, better, and best. Create alternatives, stop supporting businesses that insult you, and, and make it advantageous for competition. So that's the government part. There's your personal part. And there's the business side of things, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. There's your three-pronged attack. That That's how you solve this. That is how you attempt to do this. And in fact, um, in the coming weeks and months here, Pat, we're going to be producing something that um, shows you that alternative path. Okay? We're going to be producing something that doesn't exist in the political and cultural space today. And, you know, we've begun testing it with certain other individuals, right? Mm-hmm. And the response has been pretty interesting to date. So uh, be on the lookout. We're not just going to comment. We're going to show you a path. We're going to show you a way in which those people who want culture, want entertainment, want um, the alternative to the road that America is going down, can do it. But again, it must be a multi-pronged attack. It cannot be just simply government will do for me. No, government is actually the last and least important part of this prong. Because Government is what? The will of the people, not laws. And if we change the will of the people, the laws will change. And that is the that is the lesson you should learn from woke America, right? We've literally seen them change the will of America to change the laws. That's literally what's been going on for the past 30 years. It's ironic that that's the lesson, and all we have to do is what? Flip it. But do so from a different perspective. Create that alternative. And with that being said, Pat, I think it's time to have a little bit of fun here on, on the Friday Fish Fry. How about we play the B or not the B one last time this week? Let's do it. All right. That having been said, um, Pat, lay that headline on me. All righty, then. Things that lasted longer than CNN Plus. Things that lasted longer than CNN Plus. I just made you almost spit your coffee. That was hilarious. (laughs) Oh, no, I definitely did. It just right back into the cup. Ah, all right. So oh, I don't even need man. to think about this. This is going to be ten things that lasted longer than CNN Plus, right? And that is going to be the Babylon B, or not the B. 
<laughs> no, it, it'll be. Is- I, I'm gonna go with um, not the B. Are you sure? No, I'm not sure, but I, I I'm guessing this because we know that CNN Plus is dead. Is that your final answer? Final answer. I'm probably wrong. You just cost us 50 bucks. This Man. is the Babylon B, and the full headline is 18 things that lasted longer than CNN Plus. All right, just name them quick. Okay, one, a gallon of milk. <laughs> Two, Kamala Harris's presidential campaign. <laughs> Three, two weeks to stop the spread. Four, Firefly. Five, <laughs> Housefly. Six, brief transitory inflate inflation. <laughs> All right. Uh, seven, Seattle's Kaz. Chaz, yeah. Chaz, yeah. Uh, eight, the ending of the return of the king. <laughs> Nine, your wife's or Dominic Izzo's multi-level marketing business. <laughs> 10, Colin Kaepernick's enslavement in the NFL. (laughs) 11, your New Year's resolution to get in shape. 12, your New Year's resolution to read your Bible. 13, free AOL trial CD with a thousand hours of internet. (laughs) So I got a question for you on that one, Pat. Do you even remember that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Just making sure because you were pretty young when that would have happened. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Um You've been like 10? It is somewhere in there. So. Anyway. Uh, 14, the COVID vaccine's effectiveness. <laughs> 15, Zoom. 16, Google Plus. 17, James Cameron's uh, avatar cultural impact. And then 18, the Babylon Bee's Twitter suspension. Well, it just seems that CNN Plus was born... And now she's already gone, like a leaf on the wind. <laughs> oh, man. Now, speaking of which, um, this is going to bring us into um, our Richard of the Week. Are you ready? Ready. All right, our four nominees this week, Pat, are going to be Vladimir Putin for uh, you know war crimes and uh, still fighting that war in Ukraine. We also have Jen Saki for playing the crying game, and we'll get into that in a little bit, or at least Jen Saki in a little bit. Um, also, Taylor Lorenz um, doxing people two weeks after crying about people being mean to you on Twitter, and then. Fox News is Greg Gutfeld for piling on Chris Wallace after CNN Plus's implosion. All right, Pat, who's winning Richard of the Week this week? Vladimir Putin. This is a really close one again for me. And here's why. Because it's not just that Taylor Lorenz doxed and exposed um, the, the creator of Libs of TikTok, right? Well, it's her hypocrisy. It's the hypocrisy and then the audacity to say, I didn't dox her. This is all publicly available information. You included her home address in the story. That is the definition of doxing. 
And it creates not just a hostile environment for that individual, but that individual's family. It is literally the definition of why you don't do this to people. Wah. I disagree with you politically. Wah. <sighs> but yes, you're right. Putin wins. Putin wins. War is bad. You suck, Vladimir Putin. Mm-hmm. And with that, uh, we, speaking of uh, of the B or not, or not the B, um, the Richard of the Week nominees, uh, we, we have um, Jen Zaki, and uh, it's time for the Friar. Well, we, we are um, entirely able to and legally able to be a part of the discussion. But uh, right now, it's we, we, of course, are deferring to the CDC on what they believe is needed at this moment. They've already have, they obviously put in place this two week extension because they felt they needed that to take a look at the data, given that we've seen a rise in cases. So we certainly anticipate to hear more from them soon on their ask for uh for being able to have that time, which we think is entirely warranted. And the Department of Justice, as you noted, has indicated uh, that they would appeal, uh, not just because they think it's entirely reasonable, uh, of course, to have this additional time to look at it, but because they think uh, that the current, uh, for current and future public health crises, uh, we want to preserve that that, uh, authority for the CDC to have in the future. Um, What did we tell you yesterday? about the CDC's decision, Pat, that this had nothing to do with now. This had everything to do with, but we want the authority to do this in the future. That's what she just said. We said that before she stepped up to the podium. Right. Right. So, so here's the thing. Everyone keeps saying, well, she just said the quiet part out loud. Okay. Quiet part. Was it really quiet though? No, this has been their goal all along. More power. And we're not talking about the Tim the Toolman Taylor version of power. I wish we were. Oh. I really wish we were. Speaking of authority, um, <clears throat> we also have our Lord, Savior, President, Dr. Anthony Fauci for you. I was both surprised and disappointed because those types of things really are the purview of the CDC. This is a public health issue. And for a court to come in, and if you look at the, the rationale for that, it really is not particularly firm. And we are concerned about that, about courts getting involved in things that are unequivocally public health decisions. I mean, this is a CDC issue. It should not, it should not have been a court issue. So we're hoping that the inevitable increase in cases which we're seeing are not going to be associated with an increase in hospitalizations. So all of these dynamic things going on at the same time, it was perfectly logical for the CDC to say, wait a minute, we were planning on ending this mandate on a certain date. Let's wait a period of time until May 3rd, which was a very sound public health decision. Um, Hold on. Something, something's happening to my arms here. Um, oh, yeah. Um, We have talked about him being a narcissistic sociopath before, right? Yeah. That's that. Uh, Yeah. What are you talking about? It is literally the job of the federal courts to decide whether a federal law has been violated or not. By anybody, by the way. By a private citizen, a public figure, or a bureaucratic 
government entity. That is literally their job. You freaking a-hole. And, and do you know who's not our doctor? <laughs> Be mine, yours, anyone else's. Do you, do, you, do you know who's not our doctor? What is our Lord, Savior, and President? That is correct. Do you know who? Do you know what other entity is also not our doctor? No. The CDC. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. do I understand that they want that power? Yeah, I get it. I, I I understand that, but that doesn't mean you get to do it just because you want to. This government of I wanna is so ridiculous to me, and that's it's been the response of 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 Fauci and and the COVID crazies since the beginning of this whole pandemic right is i wanna i wanna i wanna and when you lust for power like this um all all that screams to me is all the more reasons why you shouldn't have it so let me get this straight only the people who are quote-unquote experts in their field get to decide whether or not a law or, or regulation is good is that is correct me if i'm wrong though the expertise on whether a law has been violated or not or the expertise on whether you can uh, do something from a governmental agency action. The the expertise actually lies with a federal judge, you know, a, a, a lawyer, not a bureaucrat and an alleged scientist. I I just, oh my god, dude! I, this is not how this works. This is not how any of this works. On that note, Pat, your thoughts heading into the weekend. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And go to hell, our Lord and Savior, President Anthony Fauci. Please be smart, be safe, be kind, have yourselves a good weekend. And as always, Matthew 547. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.